And behold, as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him, and said unto him, Come, and I will show ye the man whom thou seekest. And when he came into her tent, behold, Sisera lay dead, and the nail was in his temples. Judges 4.22 Dear Heavenly Father, as I reflect on the life of Deborah, I thank you that you are giving me the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that I possess. Today, I declare that Deborah's boldness on the battlefield will be the same boldness I have as I walk through new doors of opportunity. As she declared victory in advance, I too am claiming victory and divine favor over my life, my decisions, and my projects. I will not wait to see the victory before I claim it. Because I have faith, and faith is believing what is not seen, to call what is not as though it was. As in Judges 4-5, I praise you for setting up others to help accomplish my task, like you did through the life of Barak and Jael. I decree and declare that all fear-based thinking will be pinned to the floor of defeat as I raise and claim my victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Listening to these daily prayers strengthens your relationship with God. Continue hearing from the Lord by listening to today's Bible in a Year. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com The Palm of Deborah Previously we learned about the backsliding people of Israel. Despite all God had done for them, they continued to give themselves to other idols. As a result, they were overtaken and made slaves by neighboring kingdoms. But God sent the mighty judges, Othniel and Ehud. Both were crafty and brave men, chosen by God to save the Israelites from their own disobedience and captivity. Now we will learn about the deliverance of Israel once again. God summons the leadership of Deborah and Barak to free the people from the oppression of the Canaanites, inspired by the book of Judges. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, I'm Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. In our previous episode, we enter into the time of the Judges. We heard how Israel entered into a cycle of sinning and captivity and repentance and then rescue from God. Each time they cried out to God for help, God would give them a powerful man of valor and righteousness who would lead God's people to freedom, not just from physical captivity, but spiritual bondage. Today, we'll learn how Israel sinned again and were conquered by another nation. As always, God will set them free from oppression, and he'll work through two notable and powerful women. As you listen today, take note and remember that the hero in the story is never the one through whom God works, but rather God himself. So, 
Let's listen now to today's reading. The pursuit of darkness continued. Israel was tempted by every god of the land. They looked for any excuse to satisfy their selfish desires and pursuit of simple comforts. As before, God removed his hand of blessing and allowed them to fill their hearts with sin. God would not beg for their love, but he would not leave them either. Soon after Ehud died, Jabin, king of Canaan, and his general Sisera attacked Israel with nine hundred chariots of iron. Like a black wave, the Canaanite army crashed upon Israel. They consumed them. Drowning in oppression, sin, and helplessness, the children of Israel cried out to God again. Judging over Israel at that time was Deborah. She was a strong and wise woman, a prophetess devoted to God. People would often seek Deborah's wisdom and come to her with disputes. Her pragmatism, discernment, and sensitivity to God's Spirit made her a leader worth following. When the oppressive hand of Jabin pressed upon the throat of Israel, Deborah sent for Barak, a commander of Israel's army. Barak came at once and stood at attention before Deborah. She spoke to him, saying, The Lord has commanded you to take ten thousand soldiers and go against Sisera. Barak gulped, slightly scared at the thought of facing nine hundred iron chariots and even more foot soldiers. He looked at Deborah and said, I will go, but only if you go with me. Deborah smiled and nodded, saying, Of course I will go with you. But know this, there will be no glory for you if you are victorious, for the Lord is giving Sisera into the hand of a woman. Then Deborah rose and rode like the wind with Barak to the valley of Kadesh. Ten thousand men followed them, and they rode with purpose to war. The two armies met for battle. The vast numbers of Israel looked thin compared to the bulk of Sisera's chariots. Deborah could sense the weakness in her men. She rode among them, clanging her sword against theirs. She yelled at the top of her lungs, saying, Arise! God has already given them into our hands. Does he not go before you? The soldiers raised their swords and spears and followed Deborah and Barak into battle. The army of Israel overpowered the chariots. One by one, iron fell into the dust. Barak fought among the men, his sword gliding through flesh and bone. Spears flew through the air, hitting the hearts of the chariot drivers. Horses and men fell to the ground, and Sisera could already sense he had lost the battle. Sisera leapt off his chariot and ran away on foot, looking back to make sure none of his men witnessed his cowardice. He ran further and further away from the camp, and the screams of men were replaced by silence. None were left alive. Sisera had escaped up towards the tent of one of his allies, Heber. There Sisera met with Heber's wife, Jael. He ordered Jael to bring him food and something to drink, and then keep watch while he slept. Jael brought Sisera milk in a blanket. Do not be afraid, she whispered. Stroking his hair, she hushed him to sleep. She brushed his hair until Sisera fell into a deep slumber. She covered him with a blanket. Jael went to the entrance of the tent and picked up a tent peg and hammer. 
She turned towards Cicera and slowly approached him. She stroked his hair some more, and then in one decisive swoop, hammered the tent peg into Cicera's skull. The peg was driven straight through his temple and touched the dirt. Meanwhile, Barak was in hot pursuit of Cicera and had followed him to Jael's tent. Jael rushed out of the tent and stopped him, saying, Come quick, I will show you where he is. Barak's eyes widened as he saw Cicera's dead body bolted to the floor by his head. It was true. God did grant victory over Cicera to a woman. But it was not Deborah, but Jael. A pool of blood surrounded his skull. Back on the battlefield, a pool of blood surrounded the Canaanite army. Today's story begins with Israel being seduced again by foreign gods. The hearts of God's people turn away from him again. Living among those who do not know God or follow him is a challenge today, just as it was for these Israelites so long ago. And the only hope for staying true to God and keeping our faith in him is to always keep our eyes on the Lord and trust in his word to us from generation to generation. We see from generation to generation in the life of Israel, the people turning away from him and then repenting and then coming back. We see this in our own generation, and we are praying for revival and restoration because the Bible says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. There was a foreign king in our story, Jabin of Canaan, who attacked Israel with his army. The army was led by a man named Sesera, and they endured cruel enslavement for 20 years. God's people cried out to him for help, as they often did when things became difficult. How much heartache and how much pain could have been spared if they simply had called upon God, not just in the bad times, but in the good times. But God did not abandon his people. God is faithful to his promise and to his people. He heard their cries for help. In those days, there was a woman by the name of Deborah, a prophetess and the only woman ever named as a judge in the Bible. A judge in the Bible is a deliverer, a conqueror. And the people looked to Deborah for wisdom, strength, and guidance. So Deborah, responding to God's Spirit, sent for Barak, a commander of Israel's army. Deborah spoke prophetic words to Barak revealing what God had commanded Barak to do in order to defeat Jabin and free Israel from captivity. She spoke with confidence, trusting that God would be true to his word. Barak agreed to go into battle, but only if Deborah went with him. Surely he was expecting the confidence that comes from God, but also the wisdom from Deborah. All we know is he wanted Deborah to go with him, and she agreed. But she made it clear that the glory for the victory would not go to men, but that God would be given the glory. In fact, God would give over Jabin's general Sesera into the hands of a woman. Surely Barak assumed Deborah was speaking of herself. The truth would prove much more surprising. So Deborah went with Barak to meet the Canaanite army in battle. They would not have been favored to win this battle. They were outmatched, outweaponized, and outnumbered. But Deborah didn't view things through human eyes. She looked with eyes of faith, and her faith filled Barak with courage as well as he fought the battle. 
God granted the Israelites victory that day. It wasn't through the might of their army, but by the hand of their God. Every Canaanite warrior, all the enemies, were killed. But General Caesarea escaped to the tent of Heber, one of King Jabin's allies. He certainly thought he had cheated death. But Jael, the wife of Heber, drove a stake through Caesarea's temple as he lay sleeping. And when Barak, who had pursued Caesarea, came to the tent, Jael showed him his enemy dead by her hand. It was the fulfillment of Deborah's prophecy. Israel was freed that day, and it was two very different women who played such a huge role in the victory. God will use us, both men and women, to accomplish his purposes for his children and for his glory. Dear God, thank you that you use seemingly unimportant, unknown people to accomplish wonderful and powerful things. Thank you that, as you did for Israel, you go before us and never leave us or forsake us in our personal battles. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening today to the Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas, pastor of Prestonwood Baptist Church. Download the Pray.com app and make prayer a priority in your life. And if you enjoy this podcast, share it with others people that you love and care about, people who want to know the Bible, help them understand the Bible as well. This podcast can make a huge difference in someone's life. If you want more resources on how to tap into the power of Jesus Christ in your life, then be sure to visit jackgraham.org. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality.